Welcome to Classic Reviews, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for reviewing classic television shows, video games and films. I'm your host Matthew and this is for Season 5, Episode 9, Chicken Run, uh, from 2030th of June 2000 to be specific. Uh, directed by Nick Park and Peter Lord. Um, yeah, Chicken Run from 2000. I really, really love this film. Um, there's a small amount of nostalgia in in that opinion, so take that for what what you want to. Um, it was recently added. I mean, it's the twenty. It's the second of August today. Just a bit of a date reference. And it was added to Netflix this month. Sorry, last month I think. And I thought it's on there. It's an opportunity to watch it. I could add it to the list for this season. And it was it was great. Um, there's a lot of really good things about this film. And not very many things that I don't like. Um, the biggest thing that sticks out to me is the pacing. This film is almost perfectly paced. There are moments for the characters to breathe. But there's no, there's no slow moments I think in this film. Um, it's pretty quick. It gets to the point. It gets its story done. 90 minutes. Just really, really well done in terms of pacing. And look, I know with certain animated um, films that are like, you know, more based on like family friendly films and that sort of stuff. I know that when you make a film that's that short and that kind of simple, they can be better paced. But some of them aren't. And I do think The Chicken Run stands the test of time in terms of that. I mean, it's 21 years old now. I think it really does stand the test of time quite well. I think it holds up. Um, I'm not one that's usually concerned about visuals, but visually it does look very good. Um, I thought the the plot and the story was was pretty good. I think the characters are interesting. You got some different varied sort of chickens in here, and then you got the ones that stand out a little bit more as well. Um, and there's, the story is really interesting interesting as well. I mean, it kind of made me think of. I uh, know this is going to be two weird things to add in here. It kind of made me think of Abe, the, uh, the the video game series from PlayStation, and it kind of made me think of Toy Story in a certain way. Um, there is there is absolutely elements of Toy Story in this film um, of like these chickens trying to keep themselves secret in a way. I mean, the amount of times that I think it's uh, yeah, Mrs. Tweedy um, opens like the roof to one of these chicken hut things. And they're like playing dead in the same way that they would do in Toy Story. Now this was made in 2000. I think there was definitely some Toy Story influence here. Um, not necessarily from Toy Story 2 but you know from the idea of Toy Story. Uh, I think there's absolutely some elements in there as well. And also to compare it with Abe. Um, Abe for those of you that don't know what Abe is. is basically this story about uh, Madokans. They're this sort of little alien race type characters. And they kind of, it kind of really is quite similar to Abe. They're basically tasked with cleaning rupture farms, and um, they get killed themselves so that um, uh, so the the, the Gluckens—they're called Gluckens in the story—that like the villains, so that they can make food to sell in rupture farms. That that's kind of the the story. Uh, and then you've got like the uh, the Sligs, who are kind of like the um, guards and everything so there there is some similarities with i i never thought i'd really think of a property and put toy story 
and Abe in in the mix. But it's very got very much got that Toy Story element of um, like hiding yourself kind of thing. Like you know they're not supposed to see that these chickens are kind of alive and whatever. Um, I know that there's a few characters that kind of break that a little bit. Obviously you've got um, Ginger, arguably the main character. Uh, keeps getting kind of caught at the start with these dogs and everything. So I know that there's that. They know that these chickens can like walk around and that. Obviously, you know, with toys, you don't expect that at all. But they don't expect the chickens in this film to be doing things like making something that you can fly in towards the end. I really like the way that they play with that as well. That idea because you've got Mr. Tweedy who keeps sort of catching them in the act, and every time he calls Mrs. Tweedy over. And he's like, oh, look, chickens are doing something. And then they stop. And then the way she's like, oh, it's all in your head kind of thing. And, like, he keeps repeating that throughout the film. So I thought that was uh, quite good. Uh, but pacing, this is almost perfect. Characters, really interesting. A plot that's got, like, a dark edge to it. But obviously a kind of happy ending. Um, and some really interesting different kind of characters. I mean, they're not all copy and paste versions of the same characters. Some of these chickens are a little bit bigger. Some of them are a little bit slimmer as well. Um, and obviously the story takes a turn at some point, doesn't it? Because they go from laying the eggs to just killing them and putting them into, into pies. And that kind of thing, which is interesting as well. Um, I think Mrs. Tweedy is a very interesting kind of character. Um, she's not got that many like dimensions to her, but I don't know. I found her kind of a um, threatening villain in a way. And Mr. Tweedy's there to kind of be dumped on in in a certain way, which is fine. That's kind of what he's in this film for. He's the one that just like puts things together and and that kind of stuff, which was good. Um, but no, you've got Mrs. Tweedy, who's the one I just mentioned. You've got Rocky. Uh, who's the one that gets introduced later on? He's kind of like the rooster. Then obviously you got Ginger, who's kind of the leader of these chickens. Then you got Babs, who knits all the time. Uh, Bunty, who's another one of them. And then you got Mister Tweedy, who's obviously the the uh, the husband there. Then you got Fowler as well. Fowler's kind of like the old wise man, the, the retired like war veteran in a way. Um, the whole like back in my day in the RF RAF days, <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. Uh, it's only got one of the mice, mice uh, the mice, or the, I think they're rats, aren't they? Um, Fletcher, or oh, sorry, Fe- is it Fetcher? Fetcher uh, listed. They've only got one of the characters listed here, uh, unfortunately. Uh, and then you've got Circus Man, who's in the film very briefly to look for um, for Rocky, which is which is quite cool. Hi there, and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links, the first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra you can find the link to our amazon affiliate link in your show notes the second affiliate link for today is our Kualu affiliate link if you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice you can simply sign up with Kualu using the link in the show notes they also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well so if you need help with getting set up Kualu will be able to help you with that as well the links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link 
If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or film review per month it's up to you which one you want to choose we will watch a few episodes of the tv show that you choose or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film and we will review that for you on that month and then when it gets to the next month you can request a new tv show or a film review of your choice that's three dollar level tier that does also of course include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show um, but yeah, it's it's a shame really because you look at some of these because obviously it's from uh, I think I think they're called Ardman, uh, the same um, production company that did like the Wallace and Gromit stuff, which you don't see any of these days. You look at something like Toy Story or Chicken Run or Wallace and Gromit or any of those kind of stories, you don't see films like that anymore. Um, I mean, when was the last time we had a film that was like that? Uh, I mean, we haven't had anything from Wallace and Gromit in a long, long time. I think the voice actor for Wallace has... I think he's passed away. I can't quite remember. Um, but, uh, yeah, like, you don't see anything from Wallace and Gromit anymore. You don't... I, I think there's supposed to be a Chicken Run sequel in the works at Netflix, oddly, as well. Um, but, no, we kind of just don't really do these sorts of things anymore. I mean, the, mo- the most recent thing I can think of that's remotely kind of close to that is maybe Luca in in a certain way obviously you're kind of changing plots and things there but um I don't know I mean I guess that there's a certain risk with these types of films um but yeah I suppose you know the the world of pop culture kind of revolves around trends doesn't it like you've got the battle royale games then you got like the fantasy stuff, you know, Game of Thrones took over and now people are trying to do fantasy stories and that sort of thing. Obviously Lord of the Rings. Um and, you know, things kind of uh ebb and flow. And and now obviously we were in like the comic book era and everything with like Marvel and DC and other um properties as well. Um and obviously we've had a few like sci fi shows in the last couple of years and everything. But um this type of animation you you just don't see it, and it's a bit because it's kind of like the claymation stuff, isn't it? I think it's claymation. Um, you just don't see it, and it's 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 disappointing because I get that there's a certain risk attached to it, but the thing I don't really get about that is yeah, there's a kind of risk attached to it, but things like Toy Story, Wallace and Gromit, and Chicken Run. I don't know much about like people's thoughts on Chicken Run, but people really love those those types of films. Um, it's just, I like, there's something really appealing about the animation style, like, the design of the characters is really cool, um, but we just don't, just don't do anymore, which is, which is really quite, um, disappointing, um, because na- name me a film in the last, I mean, this is 21 years old, name me a film in the last 10 years that's anything like Wallace and Gromit or Chicken Run, because I can't think of anything, I mean, it was good that Wallace and Gromit also got their, um, I think it was Curse of the Were Rabbit. I really like that film as well. Um <clears throat> but yeah, just just don't tend to tend to get them. 
So, um, but yeah, there is supposed to be a sequel in the works at Netflix as well. Um, let me just click on the news tab here because I should be able to actually find it. Um, Chicken Run 2. Um, there was there was some news a long time ago about it. Um, I can't see it. I can't see anything on it like right now. Uh, Chicken Run. This is from last year. Chicken Run sequel will screen in theaters alongside Netflix release. So I think Netflix has bought some rights to it all, or something like that. So, um, but yeah, very, very, very good film. I really, really enjoyed it. It was really good getting back to it. I've seen bits of it on TV um, during, like, you know, family gatherings over the years and things. <clears throat> but um, I've not sat down and, like, watched it back to front since its release in 2000. I can't remember if I saw it in 2000. <coughs> uh, of course, I, w- I would have only been about six years old. Um, but, yeah, let's go back to the start of this film a little bit, like, rewind things um, slightly. So you get this scene with, I think her name's, like, El- Elna or something. And uh, Miss Tweedy's kind of looking over this chart and like sees that the chicken hasn't laid the egg. Um, picks them up. I mean, it's quite easy to sort of pick them up and everything. And just the way that death scene is done. I mean, there's only one. I think there's only one chicken death in this in this film, but it's very very effective and really does kind of set the tone, uh, like the darker side of the tone, uh, for the rest of this film. Um, I just remember, I remember, like, the, the shadow, and, the, like, the lifting up, and, like, the, the sort of, what would you call it, um, because Miss Tweedy's obviously got this chicken held over something, you, you don't, like, see it or anything, but it's implied by the shadow, <coughs> excuse me, but, uh, you hear this kind of, like, knock, or this sort of chop noise, um, but for me, it's just the... Like I I remember I remember that quite like clearly that death scene. Um, it's I I think the the one of the biggest like parts of that is you know when like Mrs Tweedy's preparing the swing and it goes like one two and then hits on the third one. You can just see in the shadow like y- you know that this chicken is pinned down can't do anything it's pretty dark like it's a pretty dark sort of scene and everything all the chickens can do is just stand there and wait um and it's just that you can see in the shadow like up up and then you just hear the third swing it's it's really quite dark actually um i don't remember being like bothered or affected by it or or i was kind of affected by it i don't remember being sort of like scared of it when i was like younger and stuff i just remember it being a kind of dark dark moment in this film. Uh, I think it's quite an important scene. In a way. Um, but it's like it's obviously the darkest thing that happens in this film. But it isn't like. It isn't violent. It isn't like. Um, you don't hear any screaming or anything like that. Uh, there's no sort of struggle. It's very kind of simple. It's just what's implied. And just what you know happens. Like you know this chicken is dead. Um, but for me. For, for me just the bit that sticks out. Like picking up the. The uh, hatchet thing um and then it's just it's just that bit with the shadow where you see miss tweedy standing there and just preparing to swing it's 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 very very effective and even 20 years later or 21 years later it's really quite effective so uh, i thought that was a particularly good scene um let's talk about some other characters obviously got rocky 
as well. Uh, he sort of escapes this circus. As I said, there's the other guy from, uh, like, briefly in the film. Um, so he's a rooster, isn't he? But the other chicken are just, like, normal chickens. Um, obviously he's got, like, his, um, tail and, and stuff like that, which is, which is quite cool. Um, so he manages to fly over this fence just when things are looking a bit bleak. And they can't work out how to fly out of this place or how to get out of this place. Uh, like, they've tried the whole, like, digging near the fence, but Ginger kept getting caught. Um, but Rocky was kind of a cool character. I mean, at certain points, yeah, he kind of, like, drinks in the whole female attention thing, doesn't he? And likes the showboating part of it. Um, there's some interesting conversation between Rocky and Ginger about, like, he's kind of trying to have this looser approach, um, of sort of, I don't know, just this loose, more casual approach. And yeah, it it isn't his problem at the end of the day, what's happening to them, but it's the thing of, okay, you know you should help these people, and obviously he kind of does, um at the end and he also helps with destroying that chicken machine thing later on in the film um and kind of saves ginger's life in a way i mean she might have gotten out of that but obviously she had some help with uh with rocky there in uh in a way um and you know if you look at that film in today's day and age it would be like oh yeah a man flew in to save the the females or whatever um, I mean, this there's, there's in terms of like gender stuff for this film. Not to get too deep, not to get too deep with Chicken Run, but there's kind of both angles to it uh, in terms of the gender stuff. Like, yeah, a man kind of does get flung into this um, area and does kind of he doesn't save the women, but he helps them. But then you look at the other side. It's like okay, with the villains, uh, Mrs. Tweedy's obviously clearly the one in charge there, so you kind of get both sides of that a little bit. I thought that was quite interesting, uh, but I guess just the way she picks up the um, Rocky poster and everything, and it's like, hey, this guy is here to kind of save us and stuff. Um, I just think you know, if this if this if this film was released today, it will be looked at a little bit differently, wouldn't it, in terms of uh, gender stuff, gender conversations, I guess. So, uh, there wasn't something that bothered me, but I noticed it, just just because of what today's day and age is like, um, and how it would be perceived now, which will be interesting for Chicken Run 2, to see what that's kind of like as well. So, uh, but I thought Rocky was a cool character, uh, I thought Ginger was a good character as well, I really like both of them. I do have, I think I've got toys of them somewhere in this house, um, they're either in a box that's above my wardrobe, or they're in the loft somewhere. But I was kind of watching the, this film thinking, like, I should dig them out and, like, not play with them, but just, you know, display them and everything next to my uh, other uh, figures that I've got. Um, but I think I even got, like, a figure of um, Bunty. Um, and I can't remember about the others, but Rocky and Ginger I definitely had. And I think I had another one of them. I, I can't remember. Again, I need to, like... It's, it's, see, that's when you know a film that you're kind of nostalgic for has got a good effect. When you're watching it and you think, like, hey, I want to get my collectibles back and find... Like, I know they're in this house somewhere. Just a case of kind of finding them and stuff. Uh, but they're probably in some box somewhere. Um, but I haven't... I just haven't really thought about Chicken Run for, like, ten years. So... Um, but any, any time I've seen it mentioned or, or, like, seen it somewhere, um, it, it has been kind of a nostalgic throwback to think about, 
this film. And I'm I'm really glad I revisited this. Because uh, unlike Space Jam last week, which didn't hold up at all, um, this has got quite a lot going for it. And when you've got a 90-minute film um, that is paced really well, has got a lot of, like, there's there's probably a lot of different themes you could dig out of this, and I guess, like, ideas of, like, herd survival, or, like, you know, um, oh, what's that, what's that, uh, survival in numbers, that's what I was, I was trying to think of, and, like, survival, and, of course, you know, you've got probably themes of economy in here as well. Um, I mean, I'm not going to get too deep with all that because, again, it's just chicken run. But if if you want to think about this film in that way, there's probably some thoughts there. And like how Mrs. Tweedy's plan isn't working with the eggs and stuff, and obviously she changes her her mind, and it's just like money, money, money. Um, which I like, you kind of get it from her perspective. Like these chickens aren't like her family. Uh, I mean, obviously, when when we see these chickens in different scenes, we we care about them because they are kind of like they're not caricatures are they they're they're proper fleshed out characters and stuff um and they're like a family that we kind of care about but obviously miss tweedy there's no reason that miss tweedy would look at them in the same way because to her they're just money and profit uh because it's a chicken business and that's kind of what happens so um but I i thought she was a very interesting villain like i said um i didn't necessarily i mean mr tweedy in certain scenes is a bit dumb just like certain, like oh, what 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 kind of pies are we gonna make? It's like, come on, are you serious? Uh, it's like, oh, apple pies. Uh, like, no, it's it's chicken pies. You're putting chicken into this into this machine. You run a chicken farm. <laughs> You're not making apple pies. Uh, li- little things like that that just kind of um stick out. But I guess he he's got a couple of his moments of triumph. He's not just like someone who who gets just rolled over, is he? I mean, he's got the moment where he fixes the machine. Uh, he's got the moment where he captures uh, Ginger over and over again near the start. And obviously they've got a particular rivalry there. So, um, yeah, he, he does have his moments of triumph. I think probably his biggest moment is when he fixes the uh, the chicken machine. So, um, let's talk about Ginger. I was kind of going to a minute ago and then I distracted myself. Uh, Ginger's a very cool character. Um, I didn't find either Ginger or Rocky too sort of bossy. Because obviously they have like their back and forth ideas about certain things and who should help who and obviously they make a deal uh, about like okay I'm going to keep you hidden if you teach us how to fly um the sad you're kind of going through this film and you're thinking okay Ginger really wants like to push this whole flying thing um but we know that okay these these animals can't fly (laughs) uh and then obviously when they they have a better look at the poster later they see you know okay he got shot out of a cannon um, I mean, I mean, any anything can fly through the air if you throw it hard enough, you know. Um, which is just kind of the situation here. So, um, but yeah, it's a, it it's an interesting one. Definitely, it's a film I really really enjoy. Um, I'm glad I because I was going into this thinking, okay, I don't, I don't quite. I mean, I remember a, f- a good few scenes. Obviously, the the death scene near the start, but this kind of exceeded my expectations as to how good I thought this was gonna be upon return um and maybe it's because i haven't seen this f- film for 21 years or about around about 20 years and it's just a bit fresher um i just think that like, this, this goes towards something i've said before if you want to make something that's a really well told tightly paced story this is kind of what you got to do go for something a bit short because like chicken run yeah there's some so there's some depth here 
but there's not loads of plot. There's a lot of depth within the plot, but there isn't a lot of plot. Because the plot basically is these chickens are in a chicken farm and they're being used as such. And they're looking for a way out, which is to potentially dig their way out or fly. And then it's a case of just an escape mission. And then you get obviously the twist in the in kind of the second half, which changes from uh, collecting the eggs to collect it to like just outright killing these chickens. So you get a bit of a change plot there. But it's very simple. It's a very simple film. But there is a few um, deeper kind of themes you can you can sort of look at as well, which I think are very good. But it's got. I mean, in terms of, like, how do you do something that's really, really well-paced, to me, you have something that's quite fast-paced, or or really well-paced in certain scenes, where things are just clicking from one thing to the next, and then have those moments where your characters, okay, have a few things happen, and then calm things down a little bit. Don't slow things or grind things down to a halt, but have moments where your characters can just breathe and process what's happened. And then the audience can process what's happened as well. And then kick back into gear with doing your next, the next part of your story. That's to me how something should be paced well. Um, that's why that's why when you have certain films that are like 2 hours 10, 2 hours 20, 2.5 hours. Most of those films, depending on which genre I guess you're talking about. Most of them can't fill out 2 hour, two and a half hours of plot. Um... I mean, if I look at something like uh, Avengers Endgame and Zack Snyder's Justice League, that's something that's got enough plot for three and four hours, but those are kind of rare exceptions. Um, so yeah, I, I just think some films try to go for qual- uh, quality over quantity and be like, hey, we're going to make our film two hours, 20 minutes, and you're going to get loads of this, but we haven't quite got enough plot to fill the whole time thing. Um, so... Yeah, but this this film does a very very good job with that, and I uh, I really really liked it. So I am glad about that. Uh, but that's pretty much my thoughts on uh, on Chicken Run. Um, I really liked it. Really well paced, interesting characters, simple plot, but a deep plot. If you want to look at certain different themes and stuff, and uh, it's just a shame we don't get films like this anymore. I mean, the studio called I think they're called Ardman or whatever. Um. Let's just have a look at something for a second. Uh, yeah, production... Sorry, production companies, Ardman Animations, DreamWorks Pictures. They're also the, the uh, production company that makes, like, uh, the Shrek films. And uh, DreamWorks I'm talking about. Um, I think they make the Minions films as well. I've not paid any attention to those, really. So they are still making some stuff, but Ard- Ardman specific things... Um, I don't know what they're doing these days. Uh, films produced. Let's just have a really quick look at this. So this is from Ardman Studios, the same people that did Chicken Run. You've got Wallace and Gromit, The Curse of the Were-Rabbit, 2005. These these aren't in chronological order, I'm just reading them out. Uh, Chicken Run, 2000. Shaun the Sheep in 2015. A Close Shave, which was like a short for uh, Wallace and Gromit's. Uh, 1995, Flushed Away, I really like Flushed Away, uh, 2006, uh, The Wrong Trousers, that's another Wallace and Gromit thing, 1993, Sean the Sheep, the movie, 2019, Early Man, 2018, Grand Day Out, 1989, uh, The Pirates, Band of Something or Other, 2012, um, Cracking Contraptions, 2002, and then another Wallace and Gromit thing, so they've made a couple of films in the last couple of years, you've got, you've got 2015, you got 2019 and 2018. 
um, for some of their films, but like not not a whole lot, not a whole lot really. Uh, video games, there's not much listed here. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a shame. So we'll see. We'll see what they do in the future. Um, but there you go. Anyway, um, that's my thoughts on Chicken Run. Let me know what you think. What do you think of Ardman Studios and DreamWorks and all those kind of companies? Um, and uh, the fact that we don't really get these films anymore. What do you think of the film itself? Are you looking forward to a sequel? Um, so the ending, I suppose. Uh, no, uh, Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org, Twitter, eTalkUK. There's contact page and information in your show notes. So, uh, yeah, look out for all that stuff if you want to let me know what you think. Um, so the ending. Uh, they settle into this little uh, field type of thing with grass obviously um uh ginger was talking a lot about wanting to because they've never even felt grass before which was kind of a sad moment um everybody's there but everybody's pretty much fine you've got the two rats as well that are talking about uh chicken and egg situations that's been a debate for as long as i've been alive if not probably way before that um what came (coughs) what came first the chicken or the egg. Um, I have no idea. I have no idea. One of them came first. Because there's always the, the rotating argument in a way almost. Of like okay. The chicken made the egg. Okay but where did you get the chicken from? And then it goes back to okay the chicken came from the egg. Okay but where did the egg come from? It came from a chicken. So you sort of go backwards and backwards and backwards and backwards. Um, with with that. So I, I thought it was a pretty good scene between the, the two of them debating about that um but i don't know i don't know i mean i was even i was talking to people about that in high school and we're kind of i remember being having not really lessons on that but just discussions about that in high school because nobody really seems to to know the answer to that so and i I still don't know if that's been solved today i i don't know it's a strange thing though because there is no right sort of answer because you again you can't say that the that the egg came from the chicken because where'd the chicken come from came from the egg okay but where did that egg come from and it just goes round and round and round um so (laughs) yeah so that was uh interesting um but we'll see what they do for the sequel um we know that the chicken farm itself is pretty much useless they've got no more chickens and the machine itself is destroyed at the end uh with the with the tweedies i suppose um but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens with it. Uh, that's it. That's it for this episode. Thank you all very much for listening. Um, really enjoyed this film. I'm I'm glad I went back to this. It was a uh, it was a good experience. So, uh, you can let me know what you think anyway. Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org, Twitter eTalkUK. There's contact page and information in your show notes as well. Uh, if you want to listen, if you want to listen to other podcasts that we've done. Uh, you can find them over on entertainmenttalk.org. TV, video games, films and Manchester United podcasts. So take a look at all those. Um, you can use word of mouth and social media. Let people know about our content. What we do and where they can find it. Either sharing them around on social media or just telling other people. Uh, Patreon, $1, $3 level tiers for ad-free podcast and review options. So uh, you can take a look at that as well. David's still posting TV and film news over on Geektown, geektown.co.uk and Geektown Radio. So take a look at that. Bex is still streaming daily pretty much over on Twitch. Trista Bytes, Trista B-Y-T-E-S. Go and give her a follow over there. Um, and you can also follow me on Twitch as well, eTalkUK. 
Um, and you can find the archive streams later on YouTube, Entertainment Talk Plays. Uh, so this is the ninth episode of season five. I usually do ten episodes for a season of classic reviews, unless it's like one of the other seasons I've done. Um, but usually I try to make them, I think, ten episodes. Uh, I've got more than one idea left of what I want to cover for this season. So this season might be a longer season. Uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to make this like a bigger season. Um, Plus, it's it's August, and I said that Classic Reviews was coming out in December, so it's not like I have to rush this or whatever. Um, so, I, I've got at least... I, I've got one more thing I definitely want to cover for this season, but there's also some other films I want to dip into. Of course, in terms of, like, Classic Reviews itself, um, there's loads and loads and loads of stuff I could, I could make. I mean, we might have a lot of... We, we might be giving Simpsons a run for their money <laughs> when it comes to seasons... Uh, providing I'm even doing this for that long, but um, yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff, and given that I'm considered still a young person, there's there's stuff in my lifetime that I want to cover, such as Chicken Run and things before my lifetime as well. I think I know which I've got two things in mind of what I want to do for the next episode, so you'll see that next week, and I'll record that at some point in the next couple of days or a couple of weeks. I don't know. Um, but I'm trying not to, like, rush doing all this. I'm trying to just, like, okay, I feel like watching this film or, or, or watching, you know, watching this TV show. Uh, I just want to give an update as well in terms of games. I am trying to basically work out the best way to play PlayStation 1 games and PlayStation 2 games. Because I want to go back to visit some of those. But the difference there is a PS1 game is going to take me... At least a few hours, whereas a film is like two hours at most. Maybe a TV series is obviously long as well. Um, so I'm just trying to manage and, and go through what I want to do with the with this season. So anyway, thanks very much for listening, and I'll see you next time. Goodbye.